Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is TV worth talking about. We're all suspects. Yes, of course we are. This is Shrine Podcasts. Vigil. Hello and welcome to Shrine Podcasts. I'm Hannah. I'm Brendan. And I'm Rebecca. And you are very welcome to our completely enthusiastic recap of Vigil Season 2, Episode 5. episode five we have not just been bitching about the fact that it's basically christmas and we're sick to our teeth of working but here we are to deliver another wonderfully professional podcast to discuss all things saran jones long acre people being held at gunpoint left right and center that poor woman looks like she's gone into labor seven different times and the twists and turns just keep on coming to the point that i don't know what's going on anymore so hopefully whoever has the (laughs) recap today oh it's brent and kind of enlighten us all um but first guys a little catch-up because it hasn't been the three of us all week it hasn't and just you mentioned it looked like the woman's gone into labor seven times i do feel like we sort of brushed over your announcement yesterday do we want to do it formally and officially now that we're all here let's do it reb yesterday oh well you've listened i think I listened to you when I was on the plane home from... It was a very enjoyable experience listening to the podcast. I have to say, well done, both of you. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, <laughs> That's lovely. how I felt last week. I thought it was very professional. And I also noted <laughs> that last week, Brendan did this like intro into the ad break that we've never done before and I'm like guys I take one day off and the standard has gone through the roof I thought it was brilliant we'll have to so remember to do that, that again. today well well done know, to the I both of you you did great you. you did great yesterday and Hannah a huge congratulations to you officially on the podcast Thank you, myself and Longacre with child. Um, I'm not as far along as her. I'm uh, halfway there. I'll be halfway Halfway. there on Christmas Day. So thanks, everyone. I know we're over the moon and all is going well. And I'm so excited to find out the gender. Not thrilled about the part where I give birth, but I'm very excited to have a little baby in the family. We can't wait. But you are going, that that hospital that you're in is renowned for its food. We've already discussed this, but like, you're going to be like eating like a queen. Oh, it's like Michelin star. I've already been in for a a sneaky little night. And I was telling you, Brendan, that they, they print out, first of all, they print out menus for the day and that's just, they print them out. Every single day gets dropped around, right? And that's just breakfast, lunch and dinner. That doesn't mention the 75 times you get offered scones, tea, biscuits, toast, whatever you want in between. And they were just, we were only in for a night and they were discharging us the next morning. But they should, they'd come around with the printout. And I said, 
they were trying to boot me then but I knew what was coming for lunch and dinner and I was like oh, guys are, are we sure that we're ready to go home but yeah they were like get out <laughs> so yeah oh my I am excited for months day after I give birth and hopefully don't die in the process so yes um with child oh it's amazing amazing it's so exciting thanks guys um in other exciting news, I did text you guys last night that I have a very minor mystery that I'd love to get your thoughts and theories on. Oh, yeah. And go essentially, on. what will I tell you now? Yeah, go yeah. On. Okay, very small mystery, but it's been going on for a couple of weeks now. And then yesterday, I was driving past the area that the mystery is happening. And I was like, do you know what? I'm, I'm just baffled at this point that I'm going to bring it up in the podcast to so see what you think, okay? There is a car park at a kind of at the top of my road, like around the corner at the top of the road. And for about two months now, there is a really nice, shiny red car. It's a 161, so it's not a banger. And it's clamped at the very front of that car park. And I drive past it every day. And like for the first couple of weeks, like I didn't really notice it. Like clamping is quite expensive. It's 120 quid to get a clamp off. I was like, look, maybe they're waiting for payday. And I was like, okay, we've passed two paydays now. So now me and Craig are at the point when we pass this car that we're like, like what is going on because it's not the type of car and I've had shit cars where I'm like do you know what if you clamp it you can fucking keep it it's actually not worth the price of the clamp (laughs) it can just stay there but I'm like this car is probably worth about 12 grand and I'm driving past it now and we're kind of at the point where we're like has someone slipped into a coma is someone missing has someone gone become murdered you know so this is this is like relatively speaking it's like it's not a million miles away from Dublin airport this is the fugitive someone's been hired to do a job they used a rental car and they have they are on the run they're gone they skipped the country Brendan well done because me and Craig we had kind of got to the point where we're like okay someone has gone into a coma they've slipped into a coma their family wasn't sure where they parked their car so they're in the hospital the family can't find the car but I was saying if it was me and I knew that my family member or close friend had been driving I would rang the guards and then I would have rang the clamper so I love that suggestion. I, yeah, I think love that, someone, that it was- it's a fugitive and they're on the run. They've skipped the country after like carrying out some sort of a hit job. Yeah. Or, quite well. or they just gone home for Christmas and they went home a bit early and they don't know their car has been clamped and they're going to we're come talking home to two that. Months, we're talking two months. We're talking two months. Right. This point. So we're talking Maybe. from mid-October. Uh, now, is there a Hertz sticker and can you inspect closer to see if it's a rental or if it was I can not actually a inspect closer and you know what I will because it, it's annoying me at this age and I'm like, look, if it was stolen, the guards would have found it. Someone would have reported yeah. it. So I think and the place would be a rental Because if it was a rental, the, the rental company would have like put the feelers out to find their missing car so it's a car that somebody had they've skipped the country they're a fugitive yes, I'm dying to know I would probably tell I'm the police I'm dying to know would you not tell the police well, there's like a car the, there it, and you don't know it, if it belongs to someone as part of an investigation that's active it's part of an investigation that's active and they're like what yeah. investigation I'm like the investigation on Mon podcast with Mon friends <laughs> it sounds uh, like only murder in the building doesn't it what? it sounds like it is, yeah. it's my dream Have you checked the boot no, I haven't, the checked, I haven't checked the boot. What, like, just, 
<laughs> take a hairpin out of my hair. Yeah, exactly. Pop it in there. That I yeah. actually one of my dreams to be able to do that as well. If that's actually a real thing that can happen, like Nancy Drew. But come here, it's a it's parked in a car park off a business. Yeah. So the business is functioning and going on. So I'm like, how is there not people in there that have been like, get this shifted on? What's happening? Um, but I will. So I will. Dozy. Like people it. don't bother. I would say you're the only person who's actually thought about this. I think people just drive by and they're like, there's a car. Guys. Google the Google the office and find the phone number. Just call them. Like, guys, has anyone any idea who owns the car? Outside Will the I? Am I like Google yeah. the Reg? Google um, the Reg. It might come up. Like, if can't you check something? Yeah. Okay, guys. T- right, I might do a bit of detective work, and then I'll t- I'll update you on the final episode of the podcast tomorrow. How about Please that? do. Okay. It's a mystery within a mystery. Brilliant. Yeah, okay. Well, well, look, while we wait with bated breath to find out what happened to the clamped car, Brendan, you're going to catch us up on last night's episode of Vigil. Take it away, bitch. Uh, episode five starts with uh, Silva being told that she's fine by a paramedic after the blast. Uh, Eliza is also alive and well. Um, Silva is absolutely horrified that they've killed all around them, basically. But Eliza is pretty quick to shut her down. Uh, and I don't know what's going on here. Maybe it's just that their brains are wired differently because Eliza's like, you know, part of the army, but she was like, you know, they did what they needed to do to keep us safe. Um, Kirsten has shown footage of where Silva and Eliza were being kept and she's very much like, that looks like a family home. Like, these are not terrorists. And then again, MI5, like Ramsey and stuff are like, oh, well, you know, like terrorists need to eat. But like, there's a Lucre, uh, Le, is it Le Creuset? I can never pronounce it. Le Creuset. Or, Le Creuset, yeah, yeah. There's one of them pots on the stove and like we see the baby's cot and stuff. And then in the house, they do find the missing RPAS console, which was under the cot. And they yeah. show this footage to Kirsten so she can see it. Um, and then basically everyone's like, well, that's it now. Job done. Silva, you can pop home. We have like the murder weapon. We found it. So, Silva and Eliza are then interviewed separately about being taken hostage and being kept there. And they both have like a very different take on the same event. So Eliza was like, Faisal, she describes him as a military-aged male with a weapon, whereas Silva's like, he was a minor and unarmed. Um, So after the attack, basically, they're saying that Abdullah is unaccounted for. His wife is in custody. The little girl is safe, but like everyone else they killed. Um, They tell Silva that they basically had to like calculate how many people that they had to kill to save her life and are sort of like implying that like she should be really grateful but like she she's not happy that they like they murdered everyone basically um silva here says that the family uh, that were holding them hostage had proof that british weapons were used to kill civilians sure of course that goes down like a lead balloon and they brush her off and they claim that woodyanis would have destroyed any evidence that this family were claiming that they were trying to gather so Silva here asks if she can investigate the whole shebang and she also wants to interview Sam Cader. Um, Kirsten's watching the news on TV back in her office and we hear on the news that MPs are about to vote on sending British troops to Wudjan. Uh, Silva phones Kirsten. It's an emotional chat. Uh, they've been risking life and limb between the two of them. Um, but great news. Silva is due home on a flight tomorrow. Um, Kirsten tells Silva that she saw troops find the RPAS uh, on CCTV on like body cam footage under the cot but Silva's like not buying this at all she suspects somebody staged it and uh, Kirsten is told that she either needs to charge or release um, your man in the tree as it uh, not Faisal I've got the wrong name your man in the tree I have his name later on Um, so basically everyone is like should we find the RPAS console nothing to see here let's move on and as more people become more like dismissive of the whole situation and are like oh case closed 
Kirsten starts to get a little bit more suspicious. Mm. Um, Silva goes in to visit Sam, who's being held in a cell. Um, he says that like his family and, and his group were not behind the drone attack. And he says that the ARPAs found under the cot, uh, must have been planted. Um, he says that they were all just trying to gather evidence. Uh, and there is a recording of the attack. Sam is like, there is a recording of what happened uh, at the the drone test site. Um, and he's like, Wes from the armory has it. So this is what is on the USB that Callum has. So in the last episode, we saw Sam put the USB in, download the footage, and that's what he handed to Callum just before he was arrested. So Silva now puts two and two together here and she gets the perfect four. So uh, she figures out that um, Callum has this usb or has the footage anyway um sam gives silva like a locket or kind of like army tag to give to callum when she sees him um silva asks colonel balali for the rpas console she's like i want to investigate and he was like no and he's very much like no thank you bye are you getting on the plane yet and this is like runs through this entire episode he's like he's about are to you drop on the plane yet, out the door he's like see you later get off he here. is just like hope you've had a lovely trip off you pop there good luck guys it was the same on the submarine the woman isn't welcome anywhere she only do not welcome job. anywhere no yeah um so silva calls to see callum in his bedroom and she gives him the 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 army tag that sam gave her and he just like fucks it across the room callum does crumble then and he hands silva the usb that sam downloaded those files onto but he does take it out of a bin so clearly he had thought about just getting rid of it altogether so silva and um callum they pop the usb into a laptop they watch the footage together it is footage of the day of the attack uh, at the drone test site and basically what we see is all the top bosses are on like a viewing platform obviously to like watch this test and it looks like the drone is about to shoot at them but then it just like flicks down to the right really quickly and it like blows up a container instead Mm. and here we see the Granger is front and center like of kind of everyone that was watching on but uh, he him and everyone else they get away completely uninjured um this drone footage from the day of the test uh it wasn't streamed anywhere on the day and the way it was deliberately set up was that only the person who was piloting the drone would have had access to it or seen what happened it, it wasn't fed back like normally is to like i guess their systems like the cloud or whatever you want to call it um where's in the armory has been sitting on this footage and Callum wonders if Wes was the one that was piloting the rogue Arpaz that day. Um, Silva tells Callum not to open his mouth about what he's seen to anyone and then she phones Kirsten and they chat about the attack and how it looks like they deliberately missed hitting all the top management of the army. They then discuss the Alvin X deal and Silva mentions something about somebody paying off Wes here. So Silva's afraid they're going to execute Sam for something that he's not done. And Kirsten agrees to look into Colonel Balali and Wes Harper and see if there's any connection between the two of them and what sort of relationship that Wes and Balali have. Um, Derek McCabe, he doorsteps Kirsten at work. He's the boss of Alban X, the company that makes the drones, right? Derek, um, I was calling him Ian one episode. Derek, oh, that's well, it. I'm calling him Derek, no, his but name I, I is mean, I Derek. His name is okay. Derek. I just couldn't remember. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Derek. Maybe his middle name is Ian. Um, so Derek slash Ian is there to make sure a press conference goes smoothly. Now this man is vile. He turns around and he goes to Kirsten. I, d- I just didn't like the way he was like, oh, how far along are you? But it was like, he didn't care. Like it, it, he wasn't asking to be nice. So there's a bit of back and forth here over the language that they're going to use in the press release. So Alban X don't like the word hacked because they're like, it makes our software sound shit. And the police are like, well, we don't want to use stolen because it makes us look shit. So 
Kirsten jumps in here and she's like, what's the status of the RPAS program now in Wudyan? And um, she also wants to know if Colonel Bilali's getting any compensation. So Dick Derrick is like, that's irrelevant. You'd have to ask our lawyers. And she's like, well, handy because you have a lawyer standing here beside us. And um, then the lawyer turns around and she's like, well, I'm one of many and that's not my field. And they are like completely giving her the runaround. They're also like, we're not discussing Wes's employment terms or details. Like, go away. We're here to discuss how best to like spin this for our own company and our brand, right? Well, cut to Wes sweating in the armory, right? Silva comes in, scares the shit out of him. He's about to leg it with a shitload of hard drives. And Silva's like, hand them over. You're sitting on footage. This is evidence. We need this all. And then he pulls a taser out of a drawer and shocks her to the floor. He's used that before. Oh, yeah, yeah. He just whipped it out, like, with ease. It was just very, Now, guys, I was howling at that. It was the most out of nowhere thing. You can't just taser your colleagues. And the green, the all the green lighting. As much as we'd love to, I'd love to take their few colleagues, but like you just what? can't do it. Yeah, I uh, know. I work with lovely people, <gasps> but the odd time over the years, yeah, sure. When you worked with us, was it <laughs> potentially? No, no, you guys are lovely. <laughs> Oh, that's good oh, to hear. Um, so the MI5 fella, Ramsey, he tells Kirsten that he's found nothing on Bilali or Wes, um, but Wes is on 400 grand a year and he gets paid in crypto. So this is completely anonymous and Kirsten and Ramsey like agree that they need to find, <clears throat> that if they basically can find the account that pays Wes and match that account number with other payments, they'll be able to basically crack the case, Right. Back in the armory, Silva comes to, but she's locked in this like little cage thing. It looks like she's in the crystal maze. So Wes, meanwhile, is in his bedroom. He's like stuffing all the hard drives into like a duffel bag. He grabs a gun and he makes a run for it. Silva here now, she finds like a gas canister and she like pulls the thing on it to like release all the gas to set off the fire alarm so that then people have to come and like search she's the building so and they, and they let her out. Like she's so clever because you wouldn't, I just sit there for hours on end, just screaming, yeah. hoping someone's going to come in. Wondering where my next meal is coming from. Um, so she gets out. Uh, Eliza tells Silva that Wes has already left the base with the hard drives. They are gone, baby, gone. Um, Kirsten interviews Faraz. That's the man in the tree's name. And um, he's like, the RPAS console was... Uh, sorry, she says... Kirsten says to him, she's like, well, the RPAS console was found at the location that you said it was going to be in. And she tells him that Silva thinks that Sam and his crew are all innocent and that they were trying to blow the whistle on the British and using weapons to kill civilians in Wujan and along the border, right? So then Faraz tells Kirsten that every single week, he's like an Alban X plane, takes off from England, stops in Cyprus to refuel, and then it lands in Wujan where my family live. And he is disgusted that it's full of weapons. And him and his family are just fuming about this. They're really upset and they want people to know the truth, but now they're the ones that are being painted as terrorists. Um, and if you remember the prescriptions from the start of the series, and they basically figured out fairly quickly that these prescriptions uh, were code, for they were messages that were being sent in code through these prescriptions. Well, Mohammed received a message through them to say that the drone test at Dundare was important and he needed to film it. So these prescriptions, the code in them were being used to say this drone test at Dundare, it's important, it needs to be filmed. The message, though, was received a week and a half before the test was carried out. And Mohammed, who they think or thought until this point had sent those messages, he was already in custody at the time, so it couldn't have been him. And I don't know if I'm reading too much into this, but when Kirsten is like, 
who else could have sent him the messages? It like cuts to the next scene, which is Eliza like opening a door and it's just really dramatic and it just kind of holds for like just a beat too long. Too and long. I don't know if that's me just No, being... I I'm starting to think now like Eliza. Do you know what I mean? Like Well she's just being she's flip-flopped the whole time. Like she has one second she's not helpful and then like in another second then she's really helpful. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um so Eliza and Silva chat in that room then and Eliza's like, there is no footage. Silva's like, there is fucking footage because I've seen it with my own eyes. And she's like, either Wes was the pilot or Wes knew the attack was gonna happen. And Eliza's like, if you're right, why would Wes record it? Eliza has loads of questions for Silva here about like how she found the footage where it was and to do with Sam and Callum and blah 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 and then Eliza at the end of this conversation is like um you think that it's Balali and Wes as a team and she's like do not go there Amy you will destroy us and she like glares at her um Kirsten tells Silva that uh, Faraz got the prescription messages while Muhammad was in custody and now they both think um that those running the army base have tricked them into thinking Faraz is a bad guy so they're like the dude in the tree is not a terrorist and everyone who's running this like Balali etc they are the bad guys um so Eliza pops in she's not gone a second she's back and she's like are you not on the plane yet pet she's like there's another one in an hour off you pop and uh Silva's like where's Wes and she was like no sign like we've no contact from him at all so then Silva's like can you please delay my plane uh, for a few hours and then Eliza's like okay fine I will delay it by three hours no more you've got three hours to go find Wes so uh, back in uh, Kirsten's office um, Ramsey uh, has found crypto accounts that show an account page Sutherland uh, so this is the fella in the wardrobe the man with the gun in the forest near the start yeah. um, he was paid 50 grand to shoot Chapman dead the same anonymous account also transferred half a million to a new account a few days ago and drama another five million just moments ago as well so person's like i am convinced this account is wes on the run the money that's get it the the account that's being paid into so the same account that has transferred the money because it's all anonymous crypto it paid for a rented office space six months ago um and i'm wondering how they know that though because if it's all anonymous and all they can see is account numbers how do they know that that's what was paid for. I maybe don't know if that's... Maybe it was the account number of the office, though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Can you put crypto... In? Anyway, uh, look it. We'll run with it. Um, yeah. So Kirsten gives the address to Silva and she's like, go and check it out. Colonel Balali... <laughs> Colonel Balali is like, Silva, tara, love. I hope you've enjoyed your stay once again. Get on the plane. Please leave, would you? Um, so Silva here, she asks Callum to do her a favour. He sneaks her out of the army base. She jumps out of the boot to drive the journey to the office then... Callum trots back towards the army base. I love he's like, Callum. I love Callum. Yeah, he's like, please do me a favour. He's like, you know, I need to know if Sam gets out of this and he wishes Silva all the best on her quest. So Silva arrives at some very glam looking offices where she meets a, a, a fabulous and multilingual receptionist. She was like, guten tag, bonjour, English. She's like, giving her all the options <laughs> for a conversation. Hello? <laughs> yeah, I loved it. And um, so then... um. Silva's like, oh, there's the person I'm meeting over there. And she just runs through like an open barrier straight upstairs, lets herself into an empty office where at first I thought Wes was like flat out photocopying. I wasn't really sure what was happening, but he's actually using a machine to fully delete and destroy everything on those hard drives that he's stolen from the armory. Oh god! So Silva sees Wes's gun on the table. She grabs it. She uses his own gun to hold him at gunpoint. 
she tries everything to try and stop the computers from destroying all the evidence. And then she pulls his passport out of his back pocket, which doesn't have the name Wes Anderson at all, but the name Gavin Hudgens. And Did you say like, Wes Anderson or you think Wes Anderson, the director? <laughs> have I got the wrong Wes? What's Wes's surname <laughs> in this? Wes's surname is not crying. <laughs> Maybe it's not Anderson. Anyway, Wes's name is not Wes, it's Gavin. And um, he's like, oh, he's like, you've got stolen evidence with no proven link to me. He's like, you've got nothing. And then Silva's like, you have no alibi for Dundare. You had the means to organize it. And she's like, of course you didn't check the empty Arpaz case because you knew it was empty already. And then he's like, get fucked. And then a bloody sniper in a balaclava walks in Jesus and is firing Christ. at both Wes and Silva. And Silva very dramatically shoots the sniper dead, but like she is shocked. She's shook it that she did it. Pulls back the balaclava. And guys, now this is a bit of a stretch, but it's an army officer who was part of the rescue mission in the last episode when Silva and Eliza were being held in the house. And she's like, straight away, she like, she's just sort of like solved it. She's like, he was masquerading as a medic and thinks in the medic bag, he actually had the RPAS console and planted it under the cot. And they like have to even put in a bit of a flashback scene yeah. to explain this. But they did and, show just, that scene. They did, like at the time it was, they, they, yeah, they, but it's they not even a scene you remember. No, but they did hold on it a bit long at the time, like that it was, that he was walking not for in me after. now, guys, I'll be honest. Yeah. No, Would I like a line or two from him so we could have got a bit more into, you know, yeah. Like, ah. Yeah. No, it All was very together. much, we need a flashback here because we've edited out because, a scene of him. And then a yeah, full explanation so. to Wes, except it's to the yeah. audience because we're like, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, so then we see um, Sutherland, he's in his hospital bed. He's he's handcuffed to the bed. He's watching the news. Um, Silva is driving Wes and uh, he says he was told to make sure that the consoles didn't transmit any footage after they were flicked into autopilot on the day of that drone test and he's adamant that he wasn't paid for this and he was like look look who benefits and he's like the king of Wodian is on his way to the UK for hashtag meetings and Wes is like Dundare was an excuse to go to war and then he also asks Silver here he's like are you sure the people that came to rescue you were definitely special forces he said it's an open secret that they work with intelligence here so then Silver phones Kirsten and she is like stop sharing all information with that prick in the chair beside you, MI5 fella Ramsey. Um, yeah. So basically what it, what happened here was even though Ramsey was the one that went through the crypto details and the accounts, found the address of the office where Wes was, it was also Ramsey who sent the sniper there knowing that Amy and Wes would be there at the same time. Finally, Amy Stop. is at Oh plane. my God. Sorry, I, I know we knew Ramsey was potentially a bit dodgy and all that jazz. But well, sorry I, now. I've, no, I, you're maybe right. I've, I don't know, am I? No, no, you are. You are okay. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just okay. feel like, like, thank God we, you did this recap to go up because that did go over my head a bit. I knew that he had something to do with it, but I didn't realize that he was the person who sent the sniper. Yeah. Well, I, I think. No, you're right. Happened. Correct you're right. me if I'm wrong. No, okay. but I feel like all these reveals, we haven't had a second to even think about them. Yeah. Um, so Amy is finally at a plane and everyone's rejoicing. Um, Eliza says it's leaving in seven minutes. And then she just turns to Amy and she's like, you better be right about this. Move now. And then shoes 
um, Amy and Wes onto the plane. So Eliza, Wes, Silva, they're all on it. And um, Eliza's like, you're not going to cuff him. And then Silva's like, he's a witness, not a suspect. Just very line of duty. I, I know, but it. at the same time, I'm like, I would still probably cuff everybody who ah, I thought. He's on a plane. So what could the man possibly do with the passport for 90 seconds? Yeah. Um, in hospital then, Sutherland, uh, he like slips That's a little pen. Who's, is that Susan? Oh, we can't hear you, Pat, you're muted. <laughs> well, sure, didn't I unmute when I thought I was muted? And then <laughs> we and Susan are having an argument here, yes. Oh, I love oh it. Susan, happy so birthday, cute. Pat. It's the it's oh, happy birthday, birthday isn't it? It's her gotcha day. So That's she actually it. gets two special days every year. She's a very special, oh, special girl. She's acting very gorgeous, gorgeous girl. Um, hi, Suso. Okay, so in hospital, Sutherland, he robs a pen off the nurse. She's like coming in to just, I don't know, check his vitals or whatever. And he slips a pen out of her like pocket and he uses it to take his handcuffs off. No, I'm dead. The man was gone. I'm sorry. Yeah, but also when he got out of the bed, he was barely able to hobble. And then the next thing he just like kicks the armed police officer like in the back of the knee and like runs like free it was like run free but there was a whole nurse's department in the corner and no one was like get that man like the corridor was full like full of people and and the policeman just like didn't really do anything like he didn't chase him down he was just like oh he's gone it reminded me of um line of duty season i think it's two with george do you know that whole yeah it was just it just gave me those vibes for a moment it gave me, yeah. um, I just need a glass of water vibes. Like it was a pathetic escape. And it gave me bare minimum Mondays. And come here, can you take handcuffs off with the lid of a pen? Was uh, it not I a think key? there was a few was questionable it, bits in this episode. It wasn't then. a key. I don't know what he grabbed. Was it a pen? I, I no, it was, he... like a, it was like a metal pen and he yeah. like used a oh, bit of the inside yeah, like of a it Yeah, Jimmy the lock, yeah. A Listen. bit like what Hannah's going to do with the boot of that car. And I exactly. mean, I'll try it with a pen. I'll tell you now it won't work. So yeah, yeah. it was, it was yeah. reaching that part for me now, to yeah. be honest. Um, so back on the plane, Wes says he needs the loo and Silva is like going to go with him and then he's like, oh, just let me go by myself. And in his defense, there are thousands of feet in the air. So Amy lets him off. Can't really like escape or go anywhere. Well, the next thing, Amy the hears two single killed. gunshots. The woman was put into a torpedo tube on a submarine. Like I wouldn't trust no bitch. True. Do you know what I mean? Like, True. Yeah, Jesus, and she with five million euro involved and all that jazz, and oh no, she's very forgiving, very forgiving. Um, well, the next thing she should have gone with him or handcuffed him because she hears two single gunshots, goes to see what's happened, and all we see is blood on the floor, uh, a gun, and I think two pairs of feet. And that was episode five. Oh, Brendan, well what a done. recap. Guys, what a penultimate episode. I'm sorry. This series has been absolutely fantastic. It deserved a Sunday night showing. So are we to think that Wes shot Eliza and then shot himself? We don't know. We're going to have to find out in tonight's finale at 9pm. Yeah. It's it's very good. It is. And that was the first time now I did gasp when I just didn't see that coming because they were in the sky. So I think Eliza maybe is dead, but maybe someone shot Wes in retaliation. I don't think he shot himself. Um, I think he's yeah. desperately trying. But what was he going to do? Like land the plane? And it's not a normal plane. It's a big army ship plane where you don't even have comfy seats. Even though I presume they're going to be on it for like 14 hours. I was like, that's crap. You don't even have a screen. No, you don't even have a, U- a USB charger in the seat. Yeah, not yeah, even an entertainment I, service. You don't want to watch yeah, 20 
Yeah, you're pretty I always check what the um, you know, when they come along on the plane, they're always like chicken or beef. I'm even though I'm not veggie, I'm always like, what's the veggie option? And then they're like mushroom. I'm like, no, thanks. My sister is an air hostess, and she says the vegetarians are always whipped up by the air hostess because they they tend to be nicer. The vegetarian mm. options, um, but yeah, no, I just bring my cheesecake on with me. Hannah, you're mad. You're mad at the cheesecake. But yeah, the veggie option is nice. I can confirm that. Um, so we'll have your thoughts and theories after this. Mom deserves the best. And there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome back. Uh, that was an ad break. And now here's Rebecca with your thoughts and theories. <laughs> I love how obsessed Hannah is with the ad well, breaks. I just think I'm really professional. So guys, I have a few thoughts and theories, more thoughts than theories, to be honest. First up, Tracy says, oh my goodness, what an episode. Am I the only one who doesn't know who's behind it all? It's got to be a big name. Do Grey Scott? Is it Doug Gray or Do Gray? Did I just change the pronunciation? Well, I that said Do Gray yesterday because that's what I heard you say, but I don't know. Uh, Do Gray is a really cute name. Man. Oh, yeah. Do Gray. Um, sorry, back to Tracy. Tracy says, I have no idea if Eliza was shot or was the one doing the shooting at the end. Finally, isn't firing a gun on a plane inadvisable in case it pierces <laughs> the plane or something? Yes, Tracy, that's true. <laughs> I would have thought so, yeah. Yeah. Hannah's been on on Instagram. Hannah says, Jiminy Crickets, everything you want from a penultimate episode, which felt about three hours long with all of the drama. The stakes are getting higher, along with the body count. Everyone thinking or pretending the case is closed, with only Sylvaker left searching for the truth. I don't understand all the politics, but the cash is being splashed in all directions. Nowhere and nobody is safe. The plane is the new torpedo tube, agreed. It's going to be an emotional reunion for Amy and Kirsten if they make it. I love having the podcast back. You're all legends. 
Hannah, thank you for that. Ah, nice. Yeah, guys, it's going to be some finale tonight. Um, Kaz DM does an Instagram as well and says, OMG, just watching Vigil and realise that Amy and Kirsten's house is in my hometown. Well, the outside shots are as I drive past it most, most days. Oh my God, Can you, I love when that happens though. But I want to know where Kaz's hometown actually yeah, is. Bad. I want to um, know how much the house is worth, Kaz, if you could ride in by tomorrow and just give us a ballpark because me and Brandon were yeah. speaking about this yesterday and we don't think that they, they can afford it on their, their wages. Mm, yeah, the I know, she was it. put into a torpedo tube, though. So I'd say, you know, there's some sort of claim she's there. On, she's on the danger girl money. Yeah, I hope um, so. She deserves it, to be honest. Yeah, Kaz says it's a sad claim to fame, but I'll take the small things. Kaz, I think that's a pretty good claim to fame, to be honest with you. Um, Laura's been on and she says, Hi, guys. Shout out to the guy leaving Whelan's. Whelan's is a pub in Dublin, right? So Laura says, Shout out to the guy leaving Whelan's tonight as I walk past, who called. I'm watching Vigil. I'll be with you after. When asked if he would be out again the next night, clearly his upcoming plans are sorted for Christmas. I oh, love that. Love that. She Hopefully you're listening. Leaving Wheelands. Yeah. Um, Derek emailed us and says, I was looking at the credits at the end of Vigil and the first mentioned stunt performer was none other than Talis Vinus Robbie Keane. <laughs> He says, good to see his career finally taking a bold new direction. Listen, he's making a joke about the footballer. Also, it's speaking King. of people that we recognised, uh, cybercrime. She was in tonight's episode. Did we oh, notice? Yeah, was, sorry, yeah, was Amanda Yao the 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 um the the lawyer that was with uh, Ian? Or whatever it's the same Ian's actress. Derek. It's Amanda Yao, cybercrime. It, yes, it is her. And somebody wrote in yesterday and told me and Brendan that she was in the episode, and we were like, "Did we just miss that entirely?" But they were obviously watching ahead, oh, unlike watching the man ahead. that came out of vigil or out of Wheeling. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I spotted her. I was like that Leonardo DiCaprio meme. Yes. And uh, finally, guys, we have an email in from Jane who sent us in the fabulous voice note on yesterday's podcast. Oh and, my God, I love Jane so much. You know, guys, Jane's accent is incredible. So Jane wrote to us, right, because we played out her voice note yesterday and she says, Vigil may be full of thrills, but nothing has thrilled me more than having my message played out in the podcast and y'all liking it so much. I am from Marietta, Georgia, USA, just outside Atlanta. Thanks for the thanks to the wonders of technology. Your podcast is being heard in places you could never expect. I've written a few short fan fiction pieces, not about Vigil or Happy Valley, and I'm stunned that they have been read all around the world, the UK, Australia, and even in China and Ukraine. I think you can find out where your listeners are, and maybe you'll get more voice messages with delightfully foreign accents. You could uh, get more from the US that don't sound anything like hers, as she's saying. Um, So... Also, Jane says, I discovered your podcast at Happy Valley and I've gone back and listened to all the others. I'm just as enchanted with your accents as you are with mine. My <laughs> last name is Sullivan and um, my ancestors came here in the mid 1800s. Uh, so a part of my heart is always in Ireland, especially during rugby season. So there we Go have on, Jane's story. Jane, Sorry, Jane we love your voice that. notes. Thank you so much. And Jane says, I'm looking forward to the last two episodes, your podcasts and to Hannah's baby. Merry Christmas. Oh, oh Merry Christmas, Jane. Jane. That's so Thanks lovely. So we had, guys, a, a theory or two, but more thoughts in general and that a man who went to Whelan's the other night loves Vigil, <laughs> which I'm here for. I'm here for. Oh, I hope Whelan's man's listening. If you are, please. You can basically write in whatever you want and we'll read it out. That's lovely. And thank you so much, Jane and everyone oh. else. Um, guys, a quick look to the next episode, which is the final of Vi- uh, Vigil season two. So here's the synopsis. 
when one with one person dead and another injured on board as amy flies home she is left scrambling for answers running out of options kirsten agrees to meet with sutherland putting herself in even greater danger will you please just stay at home you're pregnant no she needs to stay at home Please, when Amy discovers the full scale of the conspiracy, she must decide if she's prepared to risk everything to find those responsible. Sounds like it's going to be a great episode tonight now. Okay, so one person dead on board and another injured. Wes is dead. Wes or Eliza. I know, Eliza's not going to have shot Wes. Surely Wes shot Eliza. I think Wes shot Eliza and I think someone else shot Wes. It's not the three of them on board. Someone has to be fine. But it's a pilot as well. Like, there's people flying the plane. Mm. Oh, God, guys, we're in for a treat tonight. It's been a brilliant series and um, I think there are a few more surprises in store now. Let's just uh, cross everything that Sylvaker make it. Yeah, no, I think they will. I think we'll get a happy ending. Um, Okay, guys, that is it. Until we are back tomorrow, we don't get a bloody second talking about the final episode. (laughs) We're like the planes in Wood Channel, like another in seven minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We will be talking about the very final episode of... Vigil season two. So do get your thoughts in here. You think it's your voice now saying we want to hear your voices. We want to set you up. We want to hear about men that you've seen in the street leaving pubs. <laughs> Whatever you want. Just we're let us know. All. Well, we're here for it all. So come here. Love yous. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. This is TV worth talking about. This is Shrine Podcasts. Vigil. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.